Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from basketball to football to soccer and esports. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your phone to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. For this week, I wanted to recap the World Cup final, discuss Messi's legacy. I know I'm not big into soccer, but I do understand that aspect of it. Uh, we'll recap some of the NFL Week 15 games and preview Week 16. Uh, discuss what's happening in the NFC South and AFC South. Both of those can have odd teams that actually make the playoffs. Uh, the Colts blow a massive lead against the Vikings, and Matt Ryan might be cursed. Uh, we'll also discuss MVP race in the NFL, uh, some changes HBO has made, and then the college football bowl games. So Argentina won a great match, a great World Cup final against France. France looked like they were the, I think they were the favorites with uh, Mbappe. So he had a hat trick, scored three goals, and then it ended up going to penalties, which... You know, I don't really like that it ends in penalty kicks. Like, they should just keep playing, you know, like another 10 minutes. But I understand the way that the game is played, soccer. It's just, um, it takes a lot longer to score goals. So then they might end up being there forever. So I guess that makes sense with the PKs. Uh, But for Messi, you know, he was always regarded as the greatest of all time. But he's never won the World Cup. He's had a lot of uh, massive failures, actually. And then... For a while, he was debating whether he should not come back uh, to play for Argentina, and then he decided this would be his last his last run uh, with his home country. And uh, what a great run for that uh, for his last last uh, run with the Argentina. Finally wins, finally gets the evasive World Cup championship, and you know against France, who was France was a great great team. Uh, this year and you know ended up with four PKs against uh, two with France because they had tied at the end of regulation 3-3 but great final there and I think for Messi because before it was like oh who's better Ronaldo or Messi and they're trying to decide who the best is but Ronaldo got benched during during the whole run for Portugal and then they lost and then he was kind of pouting and then they finally put him in the game so I don't know. There was there was some weird stuff there. Like they just don't like him, I guess, because I I don't know why they didn't have him out there. Um, but he's like thirty seven. Messi's thirty eight. Um, but good for Messi. Finally won that. Uh, so now the debate is over. Messi's clearly better than Ronaldo. I mean, Ronaldo wasn't even playing. You know, I think he only played like twenty minutes or something during this World Cup. So um, yeah, he was clearly on his way out. Um, but you know, for this was a good World Cup because you had Morocco and Croatia make it into the semifinal, and they went, 
they made it so far against uh, against France and Argentina, and those were those were two teams that weren't expected to go there. You know, Argentina beat Croatia three zero, and then uh, France beat Morocco two uh, zero as well. But you know, the impact that that can have on those countries is great. Uh, but I'm ready for was it World Cup 2026? North America is hosting and have some some matches in in uh, Canada. The United States and then Mexico. I think they're going to have one. I want to say they're going to have one in Santa Clara because it just says host site, uh, San Francisco Bay Area. So I might be able to go to a couple matches if it's in Santa Clara where the 49ers play. I don't think it would be an Oracle. That traffic congestion, if they played an Oracle, would be insane. So I hope they don't do that. Um, but, I mean, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara is a lot bigger. So I imagine... That it would be in there, but uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a every four years watch soccer kind of guy. World Cup, I'm like, all right, cool, because you know, with all the other, like the European league, I know like the MLS is like a lesser version of playing in in Europe, and then even uh, what's his name, even Ronaldo, he got he got an offer from Saudi Arabia to for five hundred million dollars a year. And I think he turned it down because there's not a lot of, um, not going to be a lot of viewership. Only the Saudis are going to watch you. But for $500 million, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I would take the money because, I mean, no one seems super interested in watching Ronaldo right now. So $500 million, like, I would just take that and for, you know, two, three years, man. And then I could just chill after that. Like, I'm good. Uh, but there's a lot of reports that he might come to the MLS, the United States. Uh, Messi said he's not retiring. He wants to play this next year out as a World Cup champion. Um, so good for him. All right, headed to the NFL now. There was a lot of uh, a lot of weird games. Um, let's uh, let's go down the line here. Let's see. So we had Giants and Commanders Sunday Night Football. Commanders had a chance to to tie the game. They're right there in the goal line, and then Terry McLaurin gets called for a a penalty, uh, illegal, like lineup or whatever. Like he was, it was illegal formation. And there's a video of him asking the ref beforehand, "Hey, am I good?" And the ref gives a thumbs up, like, "Yeah, you're good." And then Tyler Heineke hikes the ball, and Taylor McLaurin gets called for the flag, the penalty, and so touchdowns overturned. And they lose the game. The Commanders lose the game 20-12. to 12. The Giants had been 0-11 for the last 11 straight primetime games that they've played in. So they finally got a win there. Broke that terrible streak. Uh, Bengals and Buccaneers. Buccaneers, we'll get into the Buccaneers and the NFC South here in a little bit. But I think they're 6-8 and eight right now. They might miss out on the playoffs. Uh, Bengals, 3-4. and four. Joe Burrow looking good. That team is ready for the postseason. Um, Buccaneers are going the opposite direction. Chargers and Titans. Titans only score 14 points. Ryan Tannehill leaves the game early, comes back, only puts up 14 points. Chargers, you know, they eke out an easy victory. They're still in the playoff hunt. They ended up winning 17-14. We'll discuss the Titans and the AFC South as well. Titans are losers of four straight. Remember they were uh, they were seven and three, 
looking good. Some good wins. There was a good loss against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and then they lose four straight. Uh, Raiders and Patriots. This game was so weird. Uh, there's like four seconds left of the game. Patriots have the ball. It's a tie game. So, like, naturally, like, you should probably just go for overtime, right? Just let's play it out in overtime. But the Patriots do that, you know, that, like, hook and ladder play that just is always terrible. Well, that starts happening. And then midway through their failed hook and ladder attempt, I forget who it was who threw it back, but someone threw it back. And Chandler Jones of the Raiders picks it off and runs all the way back and brutally stiff arms uh, Mac Jones and runs the end zone for a touchdown. It was a walk-off, hook-and-ladder, interception, pick six. So the Raiders ended up winning 30-24 to and just another embarrassing display by the New England Patriots. Their offense is abysmal right now. Uh, Mac Jones is clearly frustrated. He's frustrated that Matt, Matt Patricia, who's a defensive coordinator, is the offensive coordinator right now he's calling offensive plays i don't i don't understand it uh their offense is really inept right now i don't even know how they got the 24 points honestly and like mac jones is he's regressed a lot like it, last year he looked good he made the pro bowl it was an it was an alternate but he looked good um and this year not so much you know they don't have a lot of weapons offensively for him anyway um but a lot of struggles there and then <clears throat> The Cardinals and the Broncos, this game was so bad that uh, Denver, they decided to sell tickets for as low as $15 because Russell Wilson was out and Kyler Murray is out. But even with Russell Wilson out, the Broncos scored 24 points. When's the last time the Broncos were, you know, scored 20 plus points? Like, I, I don't, I don't remember seeing that at all. Latavius Murray rushed for over 130 yards and a touchdown. Like, what? <laughs> Never seen that before. Uh, Cowboys and Jaguars, this game was bad for the Cowboys. They had a 17-point lead. All they needed to do was win the game, clinch a playoff spot. They ended up clinching a playoff spot because the Commanders lost and, and the Giants won, and I don't know, something like that happened. But they ended up clinching. But for Jacksonville, as we'll get into the standings, they're right there to make the playoffs. They come back down 17 points and beat the Cowboys 40 to 34 in overtime. This Jacksonville team, I liked them in the beginning of the season, but then they started playing early on. I was betting on them and they just kept losing. And this one, and then when I don't bet on them, then they win. So I'm very opposite with them. I picked the Cowboys to win this game against Jacksonville and then Jacksonville wins. Um, I don't know. It keeps happening, but uh, watch out for the Jaguars, I guess. They're pretty inconsistent, but when they're on, like they're really good, and Trevor Lawrence looks good. They have a good run game. Um, you know, they have Evan Ingram had over 130 yards receiving and two touchdowns, I believe. Like, he was he was great. Um, Chiefs and Texans. The Texans, two weeks in a row, have been close to overtime games, I believe, right? Did they... I don't know if the Cowboys and Texans game last week was overtime, but that one was, like, on the last drive where Texans had an opportunity to win. They ended up losing to the Cowboys, almost beat them. Same thing happened this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. They went to overtime, and the Chiefs, it took a while for the Chiefs to win, and they ended up winning 30-24, to but two back-to-back -back strong 
wins or strong games from the uh, Houston Texans, even though they lost both of them. So they're still fighting to be relevant somehow. Uh, they're going to end up with the first overall pick. So they're going to get their pick of the litter as far as quarterback wise goes. Um, you know, CJ Stroud or uh, Max Duggan from TCU might be a good option for him since he's already in Texas. Um, that could <clears throat> really connect with the fan base there. Uh, Eagles and Bears. Eagles were struggling a lot against Chicago. Um, Jalen Hurts couldn't really put a lot of drives together. Uh, but they ended up pulling away 25-20. to 20. Lions and Jets. Two teams going opposite directions, even though they have the same record. Uh, Mike White, was he consulted with 10 different doctors to try to get uh, clearance to play this game. and Because he knows... His, his window of opportunity is limited, right? Because if he doesn't play, then Zach Wilson comes, plays against this Lions defense, gives up a lot of points. If he lights it up against the Lions, then, you know, they might just ride out with, with Zach Wilson the rest of the way, which it seems like that's what might happen because Zach Wilson scored two, uh, he had two touchdowns and one interception, and then he had, uh, I think, 317 yards, right? So he looked good. But the Lions still won 2017, but, you know, I think that was a good game for Zach Wilson. Um, that's why Mike White was rushing to get, you know, to get clearance. Because, I mean, this team does love Mike White. They rallied around Mike White. Um, but I think, you know, the Jets play, they're going to go with whoever, whoever's winning, right? They got to ride the hot hand. And now they fall to 7-7. Seven seven. Um, they need to win some games here to, to clinch a playoff spot with two weeks left of the season. Uh, Steelers and Panthers. Panthers lost uh, 24 to 15. They're right there in the mix for the postseason. And then this other game, the Falcons and Saints. Saints won 21 to 18. Falcons started Desmond Ritter. They benched Marcus Mariota. I like Marcus Mariota, but it seems like every every game was like he would have a, an amazing play, and then he would have a really terrible bonehead play. Uh, but doesn't look like Desmond Ritter is anything special. He threw for 97 yards, 13 of 26 passing. Um, it was pretty much the running game the whole time that, you know, that they really depended on. Saints are kind of just, I don't really know what the Saints, like they have the talent there. You have whatever um, the zombie version of Andy Dalton is. I mean, he looked good, you know, two touchdowns, no interceptions, but um I don't know. They're, I got that they were dead in the water and not going to make the postseason. But, you know, I said the same thing about Carolina. Carolina, they fire their head coach, fire their offensive coordinator, trade uh, Christian McCaffrey. They, what else? They, uh, they had P.J. Walker. They had Baker Mayfield. They cut Baker Mayfield. They're back to Sam Darnold now, and for some reason they're still in contention. Um, Dolphins and Bills. Bills, this was a this was a Saturday game. Bills pull away 32-29. Um, the whole snow game, everyone making fun of Tua because um, he said that, oh, it snows in Alabama too, but it does not snow like it snows in New York. But he did look good. He looked okay. Like, he's in, he's a little inaccurate, you know, at times. Like, the accuracy was supposed to be his, his high point, but, um, and his weakness was supposed to be his his arm, right? But he's missing a lot of throws. Like he's not as uh, consistent. But they're gonna have to rely heavily on their run game and these short passes to Jalen Waddle and um, Tyreek Hill, which is really helpful. Um, and then for 
for the Bills, they still look, you know, they still look good. They don't look, you know, like they're going to blow anyone out of the water. Um, and then you had Browns and Ravens. The Browns won this game 13-3. to And this was, again, another Tyler Huntley game. I think the Ravens are done. Um, I think they're, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. If they do, they're going to lose in the first round. Like, I just don't, I don't believe them at all. Even if they had Lamar Jackson, they still seem like they, uh, they've been struggling with him behind center. Um, so I just, I don't, I don't see before, you know, earlier this year, their defense looked good and they were looking good, but there's something off about them. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson is playing for a contract, so he might be trying to do too much, but then now he's injured. Um, so I don't think that one's going to work out. Colts and Vikings. The Colts were up 33-0 to zero on the Vikings at halftime. Uh, Vikings ended up winning in overtime 39-36. to 36. The Colts scored three points in the second half. Uh, Matt Ryan cannot protect the lead. Uh, Jonathan Taylor got injured now. They should probably shut him down for the season because they're not making the playoffs, right? Um, as, it, as it was impressive for the Vikings, it's not impressive to be down... You shouldn't be in that situation anyway. You shouldn't be down like by the Colts by 33 points. Like that's insane. The Colts are are not good at all. Like they're just they're a train wreck. And to be down 33 points to them for a, a Vikings team that's supposed to be the second best team in the NFC and a lot of you know they have all this talent offensively. Like I just I just don't see it personally. Um, obviously, you see it with Justin Jefferson and stuff, but. And Kirk Cousins, he's been he's been good this year, but um, for them to be down to the Colts by thirty three points, that that's insane for your defense to let that many points up. Like, yes, it's still one, but you're not gonna be able to do that in the playoffs. You're not gonna be able to be down thirty three points to the Eagles or the Forty ers You could probably do it against whatever team comes out of the NFC South, but I don't I don't think anybody else. Uh, Monday night we have a terrible game. Vi- uh, not Vikings. Rams at Packers. Great, great matchup Monday night. Um, I will not be watching that that at all. That does not seem interesting at all. Um, so these are the standings here. You have, let's see, the AFC, the Bills, 11-3, Chiefs, 11-3. Bengals have that third spot. That fourth seed belongs to the Titans, but um, so they're 7-7, seven, seven, but the losers are four straight. And then you have... The Jaguars are second in that division at six and eight winners of two straight. And then you have the Colts, four, nine, and one, and then the Texans. So the Texans and the Colts, will, are, they seem like they're probably out already. But I feel like the Jaguars might pull away from the Titans as far as um, the AFC South goes. So we might see Jacksonville in the playoffs. The Titans have had the luxury of having the easiest division in the NFL, haven't been able to capitalize, got rid of A.J. Brown. I feel like they were regressing. Mike Vrabel's a great coach, um, but there's just the talent just isn't there. They, uh, Ryan Tannehill has regressed. He he was consistent. I felt like they could win the Super Bowl with him. I was I was in I was part of the camp of uh, Ryan Tannehill. I was on the bandwagon, but now I just don't believe in that. Um, I will take they. I mean, they have a great run game, but so do the Jaguars. Obviously, Derrick Henry is monstrous and better than uh, Travis Etienne, but. The Jaguars seem like they're they're going, you know, they're on the upswing, and Titans seem like they're um, they've regressed a lot recently in recent weeks. See if they anyone can turn around here. Uh, Ravens have that fifth spot at nine and five. They can probably still make the playoffs because um, they have two games up on 
uh, the Patriots and the Jets on the eighth and ninth seed. So, I mean, yeah, even if they make the playoffs, if they lose the next one, they'll be nine and eight. I just still don't think that they would, um, they would go far past the wild card. They just don't seem like that team. Uh, the Chargers are still alive there. Winners are two straight, eight and six. They might actually sneak in. And then you have the Dolphins, seven, eight, and six. Because the teams on the outside looking in, the Patriots, I have no confidence in the Patriots offensively. Um, there's a lot of glaring issues there. They don't have a strong, consistent run game. They're seven and seven. The Jets, they're the, they're the one team that can probably do it. But, I mean, the, the issue is that quarterback you know what are you gonna get from zach wilson and or mike white if he comes back um so that's why the only team here i think that's going to overtake the leader here and actually make the postseason is the jaguars because they're six and eight and the titans are going down but that's the only one i see and i guess the browns are still there six and eight and the raiders technically six and eight and sure the steelers but um i think nine wins is going to solidify the seventh spot maybe 10 because of the um the dolphins already uh, the dolphins and the Chargers are already at eight wins so probably um 10 7 and then as far as the nfc goes you have the eagles winning 13 they're 13 and 1 winners of five straight probably jalen hurts might be the mvp if you go record wise and if they clinch up you know they they lock up the number one seed in the NFC, he would be the the MVP. But, you know, I, I still think it should be Patrick Mahomes just because he lost your best weapon in Tyreek Hill and your numbers are still great. You're still a second seed. You're tied for the – you have the same record as the Buffalo Bills who have the number one seed in the AFC, right? But you're 11-3. and three. You're still great. And I still think that the Chiefs are better than the Eagles. But usually they do it record-wise, whoever came onto the scene and – really proved doubters wrong. That's kind of how they do it. Um, so if that's the case, then it's Jalen Hurts, 13-1. and one. And then uh, you have the Vikings at 11-3. and three. But I think I think San Francisco is going to pass the Vikings for the number two seed uh, because, you know, I mean, they've, they've been good, the Vikings, but, I mean, come on, 33 points at halftime by the Colts. I just, I don't know how you can survive that. But the 49ers, winners of seven straight. I talked, to them, I talked about them. Um, on my last episode last week, um, they're just clicking on all cylinders. Doesn't matter who you have there, it's just working. And they're a better second half team, like set, like late in the season team. You know, early in the season they struggle, they get some losses, but then as they start getting healthy throughout the year, they start pulling off victor- victories. And I think they have they have the longest win streak right now. Buffalo has they've won five straight. The Bengals have won six straight. Um, and then Eagles have won five straight, but the 49ers are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Winners of seven straight at the perfect time. So I hope they don't, I hope they stay at the third seed. I hope they don't get that first round bye because when you get that bye, you're not, you don't, you, you, the rest doesn't help. We've seen a lot of teams who get that number one seed, that bye, and they come back that next week in the divisional round and then they lose. Like they're, they're not clicking on all cylinders. They're not comfortable. Like they're they they've got too much rest, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Buccaneers still have that fourth spot at six and eight. Uh, Cowboys ten and four. So right now we still have all the teams from the NFC East or three teams in the NFC East. Or actually, oh no, four actually. Jesus, um, NFC East making playoffs. Cowboys, you have them in the fifth spot. Giants, the New York Giants are eight five and one at the sixth spot, and then the seventh spot you have the Commanders at seven six and one with the Eagles. 
the number one seed. That is insane. That's like that's crazy because NFC East has been one of the worst divisions in football. They're just most talked about because you have Dallas, but um, I mean, yeah, good for them. The Commanders are good. I just don't see them going anywhere. The Giants kind of faltered late in the season. Um, they haven't been as good as before. Uh, but I, I really want to see the Seahawks and the Lions make the postseason. Seahawks are the A spot outside looking in seven and seven, and then you have Detroit seven and seven. They're winners of three straight. They were, I thought they were done early in the season because I had them. I think I had the over. I think I had them winning eight games. I want to say, um, but they look like they might win nine games. And if they win nine games, I think that'll clinch the last two spots for Seattle and Detroit. I would like to see Seattle go in there with Geno Smith. I love the story. I would love to see the Detroit Lions back in the playoffs uh, for the NFC South. I, I have no idea what's happening here. Uh, Tampa Bay losers are two straight. They're six and eight. And they just like, they just lost to Joe Burrow and the Bengals got blown out by San Francisco, but the Panthers, they had an opportunity to tie, to take the lead in the NFC South and be in a playoff spot, be in a position to, to have a playoff game with Sam Darnold as your quarterback. After they've had three different quarterbacks, PJ Walker and Baker Mayfield, they uh, Baker Mayfield requests to be released. They trade their best player, Chris McCaffrey. They fire Matt Rule. Steve Wilkes is the is a head coach now, and I'm just like, wait, what? How are they still in contention to make the playoffs? Because they're they're five and nine. If they beat the Steelers, they would have been tied. But then, not only that, the Saints beating the Falcons created a three way tie for second place in the NFC South between the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. All three of those are at five and nine. Falcons are losers at three straight. They might not even, I mean, they're still in contention, but they're starting Desmond Ritter now, so they may have given up on the postseason. But if they started Mariota, maybe they make it. Um, but then the Buccaneers, you have the greatest quarterback of all time, but they're only six and eight, and they might not make the playoffs. So I'm, it's terrible, but I'm following the NFC South more than any other division because it's excitingly bad. It's like that one year when um, the Panthers, Cam Newton led Panthers, they won. They were seven and nine. They made the postseason, and they kind of made a, a good run there too. Um, or like the uh, the Seahawks, and they made a good run. They had that that uh, that Marshawn Lynch run when he it was like that walk off touchdown run. Uh, they were seven and nine that year, and the Saints were a number one seed. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, those are the standings there. Uh, week sixteen. Let's go through our parlay picks. Uh, we have the Commanders at the Forty ers this is a Christmas Eve game. You know, I work on Christmas Eve. I'm pretty upset about that. Uh, so this is a Saturday Christmas Eve game, which I won't get to watch. Uh, Commanders at 49ers. 49ers minus 7. I'm taking the points there. Uh, Jaguars at Jets. This is Thursday night game. Um, and So there's Thursday night, Saturday night, and then there's Sunday. All kinds of different games. So they're going to have Christmas games, too, to compete with the NBA I'm still more of an NBA uh, on Christmas kind of person and then football on Thanksgiving, but I'll probably watch both depending on the quality of the games. Uh, Jaguars at Jets. I'm taking the Jaguars. You know, I was I was all in on the Jets, but I like where the Jags are headed. Uh, they look like they're, they're poised for the playoffs at this point. Bengals at Patriots. I've mentioned the Patriots' terrible offense. I don't see it happening for them at all. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals minus 3.5. Uh, Bills at Bears. This one's easy. I'm taking the Bills minus eight and a half. Falcons and Ravens. This one, the line is minus seven with the Ravens winning. Uh, 
I feel like it's going to be a lot closer than that, actually. Um, but I'll take the Ravens, Giants, and Vikings. I'm taking the Giants. I'm not... I don't know why. The Vikings have had two weird weeks. I'm taking the Giants, um, even though they're underdogs by three and a half. Lions at Panthers. I'm taking the Lions, even though I would love to see the Panthers keep winning and make the playoffs, but I'm taking the Lions minus three. They're a hot team. They're aggressive. Uh, they might end up keeping Jared Goff for a couple years. Saints at Browns. I'm taking the Saints. They're underdogs against the Browns by three points. Uh, Seahawks at Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored nine and a half. I don't think it'll be that that much of a blow. I think it'll be close than that, but I'm taking the Chiefs. Titans at or Texans at Titans. Titans are favored by seven. I guess I'll take the and I'm going to take the Texans on this just because of the way that they played back-to-back weeks where they were so close to winning they didn't win against the Chiefs and the Dallas Cowboys, two teams that are way better than the Titans. So I'm going to take the Texans to get their second win of the season and beat the Titans. Eagles at Cowboys. This one is – oh, this should be – this is a Saturday night game. This should be a Sunday night game. Why is this a Saturday game? Who the hell is playing Sunday night? Hold on. They can't. Okay, this is ridiculous. Why do they have the Buccaneers and the Cardinals on Sunday night, on Christmas night? Everyone's going to be watching that game. They need to flex that game out and they need to put the Eagles and Cowboys game on because that's like, that's the, probably the best game of the weekend. That's the one we should all be watching, but whatever. I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to flex that one out because they would have, they would have flexed it out already. Um, okay, so Eagles at Cowboys. I'm taking the Eagles. To beat them in Dallas. Uh, Dallas is favored by two. Raiders at Steelers. Um, this one doesn't matter, but I guess I would take the Raiders. Steelers are favored minus three. The Raiders have had mo- the most like up and down like wins and losses this year, so I guess I would take the Raiders. Packers at Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. This one's Christmas Day. I'm taking the Dolphins minus four. Uh, Broncos and Rams. Oh, my God, that game is terrible. Because um, both Russell Wilson might be back. I don't even want to watch this game at all. Russell Wilson might be back or not. I don't think John Wolford or who's a uh, Baker Mayfield is a quarterback for the Rams. I guess I'm gonna take the Rams. The Buccaneers are or not Buccaneers. The Broncos are favored minus one and a half. Uh, Buccaneers at Cardinals. I'll take the Bucks in this one because Cardinals don't have Kyler Murray. They're only favored by four and a half, but I'll take them. And then Monday night. Terrible Monday night game. How many how many primetime games do the Chargers have? They have so many. This is another primetime game. There's one week they had two in a row for two weeks. Um Chargers at Colts. I'm taking I'm taking the Chargers minus three and a half. Um Yeah, that's that's bad. But th- those should be flexed. They should have the better games that for like, if you're trying to be prime so you're trying to compete with the NBA on Sunday. You should be able to to flex those games out and then have like the marquee game to be Sunday night so we're not watching. You know, because I'll be watching NBA, but so other people aren't watching NBA. If you want to compete, you want to get more views, and that, that's what you have to do, right? Um, so let's see. So there's been some there's been some uh, bowl games already started. The Beavers beat Florida 30-3. But for, for these programs, there are different, different styles. A lot of people in Florida, for the uh, University of Florida, were, you know, they were opting out of the game. They weren't playing. And Oregon State, like, this was a big win for them, um, big game for them. And for Oregon State, they had 10 wins on the season for the first time since, what was that, like 2013 or something when they went to the Alamo Bowl. Um, and then you have – so this is barely, like, the start of all the bowl games. There's only been, like, two ranked games 
Uh, most of them were on uh, the 17th, though, but only two of them were between ranked opponents. Um, so all the other ones were waiting on. You know, this is such a exciting time of the year. You got in the middle of NBA, NFL is getting close to the playoffs, and then you have the bowl games. Um, so we have, let's see, so there's a lot. There's Oregon and North Carolina, Texas and Washington. It would be a good one. That's the Alamo Bowl. Uh, which usually it seems like Texas is always in the Alamo Bowl, and then every time you have to go play, um, it's in it's in San Antonio. Every time you go to San Antonio, it's just all Texas fans. So it's basically a home game for the for the Longhorn fans, and it's annoying. I went I went with my mom in 2013. There was so many Texans fa- Texas fans, and the Beavers almost won that game, and I wish they did because then people started rubbing it in our face. It was so annoying. Um, yeah, they're the Texas fans are so annoying. Uh, but I'm excited. But on the 30th, 31st, and then you have the New Year's Day games. Um, that's when you get all the the college football playoff games. And then Orange Bowl, you get uh, Tennessee and Clemson, and then the Gator Bowl and stuff like that. So um, not all the big games have started yet, but they're very, very soon, very close. Um, so HBO is doing some weird stuff that I want to talk about. Um, I still haven't watched the fourth season of Westworld. And then I was going to watch it, and I noticed that it's not on HBO Max. And I saw an article that they pulled, they canceled the show, first of all. So it wasn't coming back for season five. And then they pulled everything from streaming. So they're pulling all these old shows. I guess it's a tax write-off. I don't know how that works. It's like if it's content that you already own, how is that costing you money to just put it on your platform? I don't I don't understand that part of the business because they're saying like to, to cut costs – they have to remove some of their content on the own, their own app, HBO, HBO Max, the app that they own. They have to remove their own content from their own app. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, to save money. So they removed Westworld. You can't watch it on there. And they removed The Nevers and then, like, Raised by Wolves. And they're going to keep cutting some other shows. But Westworld was surprising because when that came out, it was such a hit show. And it was one of my favorite shows on HBO. And then... You know, then they just came out with season four this year, and they didn't even give it a full year to be on streaming. Like it was out, what was it out? Like in August, and I, I mean, I, I there's a bunch of other stuff uh, I've been watching and been busy and stuff with my new job, so I haven't had as much time to watch it. But it was on my on my list along with the, all these other shows I'm still trying to catch up on. And then they just remove it like that within like it hadn't been a year since that new season came out, and then they canceled season five. It's like whoa. Okay, um, but then now there's there's reports that there's going to be a like a an ad based streaming platform that probably might be owned by HBO also, so that they're going to get revenue from that. But that doesn't make sense because if they already have people subscribing to HBO Max paying for that, why would someone pay for another like uh, an ad based streaming platform to watch old HBO shows that were taken off hbo max originally like that doesn't make any sense um, i'm not looking forward to what hbo has planned or and like the merge the merger with like discovery plus or whatever like okay i don't i don't want to watch discovery plus i'm sorry i just i don't want i just don't want that I, it should be included free with all my stuff i shouldn't have to have like a discovery app like it, like an app for that like i don't know it's just it doesn't make a lot of sense hbo it's like a brand 
for you know great television that should be enough to get enough subscribers on there because they i mean look at their run of shows like in the last few years like it's still been amazing but I don't know, like the new leadership in charge, or they're making some radical changes that I don't like. Um, hopefully, the content still stays the same because their content has been has been amazing. It's it's proven to be better than Netflix. Still, like they don't even compete with Netflix. Netflix can't even shouldn't even be in the same sense. Um, Hulu has some great shows, but HBO has just that long standing. Um, like quality of shows. I mean, maybe they can compete with. Um, you know, there's some good ones on Apple, but Apple's still so new that it doesn't do the same. But Apple, what what I like about Apple is that they kind of took that that system of like the weekly release episodes that HBO does. Because I don't, you know, the reason I don't like Netflix because they release it all at once, and it's like it's more targeted towards Gen Z. Like, oh, let's just binge this like in a day, and like digest it. Like, let's get it over with quick. I like HBO because they do the like the weekly thing. It's out every Sunday. And then like with White Lotus, like people talk about it during the during the week and then they tell other people who haven't seen it and then those people who haven't seen it they, they have time to catch up They're like oh that was the new episodes on sunday i caught up now i'm caught up now i'm with everyone now i'm not like i'm not like left out of the conversations i'm caught up with everyone whereas like on netflix everyone like binges like whatever that wednesday adams show is and then they're like done with it and then they just like that's it like oh what's next but with white lotus and hbo it's you know seven seven episodes it, that's a seven week like process and experience it's a seven week experience that you can share with like you know your friends family or like coworkers or whatever that's what hbo like i'm glad hbo never like got away from that that's what like made hbo hbo it's like that weekly release like sunday night like oh that's hbo night like oh i i can't do anything i'm watching i'm watching some hbo unless there's like a good football game but sometimes it's already a blowout so I usually just watch HBO instead. Um, so they held on to that while other streamers were like, oh, let's just release all of them at once. Um, Apple has obviously realized the the success of having that weekly release. Like with Severance, they had it like every, I think it was every Friday. So I watched it every Friday and that was good. And then you could, you know, have a, it's what's called a water cooler show when people used to go to the offices and hang around the water cooler and like talk about, oh, did you watch... House of Dragons or something, you know, like, oh, yeah, this episode was good. Like, you catch up on, on the show that you were just watched the night before. Um, so hopefully the content still is the same on HBO, but um, we'll, I guess we'll see next year when the app uh, HBO Max is destroyed and then something else is created, even though the app has been great so far. But, uh, but yeah, so I had a, I had a interesting weekend. I, um, it was a tough weekend. I, uh, got to say bye to my my best friend Shane. His family had a celebration of life, um, so they had a bunch of family and friends over there. Um, they had some food. We were told to wear a party shirt, so I got to wear my Hawaiian shirt um, in remembrance of my friend. Um, but yeah, I definitely miss uh, miss my guy Shane. Though it was uh, it was tough because I kept expecting him to come out and then we could catch up and have conversation, but he was not there. You know, and it was it was just. Um, that was tough. It was hard to hard to process. Um, yeah, it's been it's been two months since everything happened, but um, still miss him. So I was back in Oregon for like three days, I guess. Um, and it's always it's always weird going. Like I get a lot of anxiety when I'm back in Oregon because it's like it's like my old life. You know, I spent 
you know, 10 years there between Corvallis and Eugene. Um, so when I'm going back, driving on the same streets, it's like a bunch of stuff comes like f- rushing and flooding in like memory wise. I'm like, whoa, when I feel like I'm, I'm back where I was before, it just like, it freaks me out. Um, so I get a lot of anxiety. So I had to keep stopping a lot to, to defecate, to take a bunch of shit. So I had to take a, I had to get some modem AD cause I'm like, God damn, I had to stop at every rest stop and it just felt like really uncomfortable, but, uh, but it's good to be it's good to good to visit Oregon. Um, I do still definitely miss it, but, um, no, I have a new, I'm on to new adventures now. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening guys. That's all I have for this week's episode. We'll be back next week, I guess, uh, probably, probably Monday. Uh, so that'll be the 26th. So I hope you guys have a happy holiday. You have a uh, Christmas Eve on Saturday, Christmas on Sunday. Don't forget Festivus. Festivus is on the 23rd on Friday. So happy Festivus as well.